Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Let's talk about expectations. You ever had something change in life and you just thought, oh man, it's going to be different now. Got a new job, so, you know, money's looking better now. Things are going to be different now. I moved to a different location, so, you know, upper echelon with it. I got a new car, so, you know, I'm expecting to feel better, to, you know, get that, ah, I made it feeling or whatever it is. Getting in a new relationship and feeling like, mm, heartbreak don't know me no more. I'm not going to have anything from the past come and haunt me. You know, moving out of your parents' home or whoever your guardian was and feeling like, okay, I'm out of that. The shackles from the trauma and whatever I experienced there will be no more. But the funny thing about expectations is, um, yeah, it never really goes the way that we imagined, right? And so I was thinking about expectations and kind of just wanting to dig deeper and saying, are we looking at it differently? Because, you know, I'm all about the way that we look at stuff and perspective and mindset. And it's just like, so what do we need to do to have a better outlook on this thing that we created called um, expectations? So I looked at the story of Mary and Joseph. And I'm just kind of like sitting around. I'm like, out of all the people that I've read about, all the, you know, stories in the Bible, which one pops out at me that I'm like, out of all the people, I would have expected for it to be different. And I think about Mary. Now, just flow with me real quick. Let me, let me hit a hot 16. So Mary is told by the angel, the archangel at that, hey, you are getting ready to carry, um, you're the most holiest baby on, on earth, no pressure. Um, and he's going to be the savior and all this extra pressure. Listen, you don't know nothing about it being your first baby. Your first baby is going to be the savior of the world. And um, you've never been intimate before. Okay, not how I saw my first pregnancy going, but you know what? Um, if God said it to be so, then go ahead and, you know, I accept it. Was pretty much her response, you know, in the 2000 century um, translation. And so then, you would think, with an angel coming and giving that information, it was a big deal, Right? Big enough that it couldn't come through a dream. It couldn't come through, hey, listen, I got a word, thus saith the Lord, you know, telegram. It had to come from an angel. This thing is so special that you're getting ready to carry. I need you to not only know that it's a God thing. I need you to hear it through God. I need you to actually go ahead and just, you can't even envision this in your mind. So I'm getting ready to tell you what's getting ready to happen. You're going to have a boy. His name is going to be Jesus. You're going to, he's going to be the savior of the world. All this pressure packed, packed on. Listen, you're carrying something that literally um, you need to be able to understand the magnitude of what you're getting ready to carry. And Mary was real cool with it. Like, oh, okay. Well, if God said it to be so, then, you know, I accept it. Now, 
how I would have perceived the rest of that story to go would be she has the best pregnancy in the world, no nausea. You know, she's not getting bloated. As a matter of fact, her pregnancy looks, it makes her get abs. You know, it's an inward dwelling of the ab. Like, oh, so you had a reverse pregnancy? Like your belly didn't grow out, it grew inwardly? How you get an eight-pack in you nine months? You know what? Not even going to question it because you carrying something super special, and I'm not even, I can't even fathom how that's going down. Oh, your hair is getting longer. Your eyes is changing color. Oh. You just would expect that, that whole situation to be something that if it's going to be accounted to that you're carrying something that special, that it would have been a pregnancy that just would have just been the jaw-dropping pregnancy of this century. Dun, 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 into whatever music you want for the thematic effect that I'm trying to get through. You hear me? And so, that's not how I went at all, though. Mm-mm, not at all. So, okay, you're pregnant, okay, um, you know, and I say you, like, we're going to act like we're married. So, Mary's pregnant. She then gets, uh, the angel spills the tea, like, oh, yeah, by the way, your cousin is pregnant, too. Um, Elizabeth, mm-hmm, she about six months pregnant. Now, I'm, I'm saying it like he was gossiping, but he may not have been gossiping, but for him to be like, oh, yeah, and guess what, <laughs> your cousin got a blessing, too. You know, I thought that was cute. Okay, so back on. So, Mary then goes ahead and she lives with Elizabeth and her husband for three months. Okay, so the first trimester of her blessing, she lives with family. Okay. Then, if you read the story and pretty much track along, you're like, oh my goodness. So, while she's getting the news that, hey, you're carrying something great prior to going to Elizabeth. Joseph was her fiancé at that time, and he's already contemplating, like, ah, I don't know, this whole pregnancy thing, and I didn't touch her, and mm, I don't know how to, I, I'm just, you know what, we're going to go ahead and just get a silent, you know, divorce real quick, um, and I'm going to just slide out real smooth. Nobody's going to have to know. The angel had to go to him, like, no, 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 let me tell you what I told her. Okay, carrying something special and gave him the rundown that he was like, oh, okay. Mary spent the next couple of months uncomfortable without complaint. Super pregnant, supernaturally pregnant, and with circumstances that were beyond her control, but yet and still, would we have expected that? So, God was doing this thing where he was talking to Joseph in his dream, right? Don't leave her. Don't, don't you know, I want you to go ahead. Don't divorce her. I want you to go ahead and still keep keep it together. Um, she's carrying something so awesome, though, that I need you not to touch her um, sexually, intimately, no kind of lean, until after this baby is born, okay? Now, put your finger right there. Um, Shouts out to Joseph, for not only knowing I didn't touch her, this is not my baby. I don't even, I can't even touch her for another uh, 40 weeks. And to know it's okay because I'm carrying out God's purpose. But we'll get to Joseph at a later telephone call because he deserves a medal. And I continue on. Okay, so then, tracking track with Mary. So, God is continuing to talk to Joseph through dreams, you know, visions, however he needs to speak with him. And 
I watched how many times it was, hey, need you to take Mary over here because there's something over there, you know, whether it was King Herod or whatever it was that is trying to kill children. Need you to take Mary, need you to go over there. Oh, I need you now to take Mary, I need you to go this way. So again, we're not talking winter. I'm just envisioning the whole pregnancy thing. And I'm like, this woman was probably huge, right? Body, first time being pregnant. Body's doing some contorting that you're like, oh, I didn't know belly buttons can do that, right? Means of transportation, mm, let's just choose. Camel, donkey, not sure. Discomfort, absolute, okay? There was no cushiony smell good. The aroma on a pregnant nose, you see what I'm, you see where I'm going with this? And so then... Let's just fast forward to the biggest portion of it. She wanted to just get some good sleep. She wanted to go. And you know what? Do y'all have any rooms for us to sleep? Because the way my back is set up, the way this baby's pressing on this bladder, I need to lay down. I can't do another camel, another donkey. I can't. I need to lay down. And to be told, sorry, there's no room. But you can go ahead and um, you probably look like you're getting ready to give birth. So you may want to go ahead and get something comfortable like mm, in the manger, you know, with the rest of the animals and um, the hay and all of that. Now, time out. Certain pregnant women can't even walk past a certain food without getting nauseous. Certain women can't even feel a certain temperature without getting irritated. This woman was told that she was going to be carrying something astronomically out of this world. She was carrying something that was beyond what she can possibly comprehend. And yet she has circumstances that did not align to what a human expectation would have been. If she is carrying the Savior, then I'm going to need to float for the next 40 weeks. I didn't ask for this. As a matter of fact, I didn't even touch a man yet. So to have all these circumstances that look like hurdles, that looks like why am I face on with things and I didn't even call, I didn't even do this. I didn't, it, I, this is a raffle ticket. Like where did I get drawn to get this particular quote, air quote, blessing? It's how the average human eyes would have looked at that. But I wanted to illustrate the fact that, A, Mary had all the reason to try to eat. She could have probably had a 5,000 um, complaint grace period before I would have said, okay, God, now you can count that. She had all the reason to complain. But yet she didn't. She looked at the fact that God chose her to do something awesome and Whenever God is choosing someone to do something spectacular for the kingdom, there will be opposition. That does not mean that God is then going to create this corn maze kind of outline so that you can just beeline past all the troubles, past all the headaches, past all the inconsistent and inconvenient situations and get straight to whatever it is that God said. We do not hear 
hey, you're going to have the savior of the world, this, that, and the third. Let me do this in hiding real quick. And then the next day, we don't, it, that's not it. We are actually seeing the process of what it looks like to carry out the vision, the plan that God gave to you. It takes someone who understands, okay, this is from God. So whatever comes from this, whatever tries to be the opposition to this, I know that it is God because it would, the opposing factor wouldn't be fighting me this strongly. And so sometimes we need to be able to look at other people's stories because we are so puny and human and we get to a point that is like, I don't understand why. And then you get into your feelings. Why is it that I have a degree, but I'm not making this amount? How come I know more than such and such, but they get promoted? How come I look better than such and such, but yet they're married? How come I can do all these different things, but I keep finding myself struggling? How how come I have all these talents? And it's like, Tama, can I tell you something? The savior of the world's mother or the vessel that God chose to bring the vessel of the world has some opposition. I don't understand where we got this thing that once we start doing, once we finally tap into doing the right thing, finding our path, finding our niche, finally lining up with God or whatever you want to call it, the time that we finally have our aha moment, we think that the earth is going to go, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Listen, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, she's coming through. Excuse me, he's coming through. Excuse me, problems, move to the side. Hello there. No, that doesn't happen. And I don't know what movie, what sitcom that we've held on to that we just expected for it to happen that way. Maybe somewhere in our feeble minds when we were living on the other side of the tracks, you know, when we were doing the things we weren't supposed to be doing. Maybe we made peace with things happening to us because we said, yeah, you know, I'm not living right anyway, so I kind of expect. You know, when you get, when you drinking up a stone and you get drunk, you expect to have a hangover, right? When you not doing what you supposed to be not doing with certain people you expect to uh be scared to go to the doctor to get that you know that checkup right you scared because oh wait some kind of um reproductive signal is late right trying to be soft with it so you're expecting for certain things to happen because your validation to that is, oh, I have not yet done what I'm supposed to be doing. So somewhere in our feeble mind, we start to feel like, okay, so once I get it together, once I start walking on the path that I'm supposed to be walking on, once I finally go ahead and give God my yes and my amen, and I finally align my actions with my behaviors, with my beliefs, and I make this concussion of, okay, obedience, here I come, I'm expecting for things to just line up, and they're not lining up and I'm getting frustrated and I'm saying why we literally are reading Mary she's giving birth where you mean to tell me she got a bear down and she got to hear the Mah! like and that wasn't a sound effect that was me so I need my credit but she hears that she's smelling what what is going on I'm sure Joseph was like I don't know what to do <laughs> what no ice chips wasn't no vending machines, wasn't no air conditioner, wasn't any of that. Wasn't that the most inconvenient way to produce a blessing? And to top it all off, it's not that the Bible didn't read and say, Mary went ahead 
married Joseph. They had a baby. Then, you know, they live in circumstance was kind of iffy. So they had to go try to find something later, you know, maybe somewhere in Nazarene somewhere. And you know what? Joseph just, you know, he was hard on times. The job let him go. So he didn't really have the money. So he just asked one of the, you know, the barn people, hey, can we just take this particular space right here so that my wife can give birth? Because, you know, Joseph was just trying to rub two pennies together and hoping that he can make five cents, right? Then we would have been like, oh, okay, that's, it's a struggle love story. I get it. No. No. And the thing about it is that it didn't stop there. Because when Joseph then was like, okay, now let me take my family and go back over in this direction, God was like, nope, because somebody is um, knows about Jesus and wants to kill him, so you have to go back over here. It was a lot of, if we were to draw a map on how that looked, it was a lot of zigzagging. Nothing was straightforward and all the way through, and there you go, and bing, you found that you got out the maze in two minutes. So I just wanted to pull the parallel on told you it was going to be a smooth process I think somewhere in our minds we created okay you study for a test in advance you review you brush up and then boom you pass the test right you don't study for the test you don't even know where your notes is at and then okay it equates to you not passing the test so we formulated something in our minds where you have to do a you have to do b to in order for it to equal and equate to c right but if you're not doing a and you just not anywhere on the alphabet then you can you're pretty much going to get the uncomfortable whatever that result is that you don't want but what if you're doing everything that you're supposed to do? What if you are a virgin? You've never touched a man. You're engaged. I'm talking about Mary. You doing everything you need to do. Angel comes to you, says, oh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. You, you know what you're carrying to save you. Do. You're doing everything you're supposed to do, and yet you still got opposition? I think that blows the human mind. So the next time that you're looking at your circumstance and saying, because I remember when, you know, times was really hard and the economy wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. It was like, man, I, you know, people were telling me, I know people who got master's and doctrine and they just can't seem to find a job. Why does that equate to uh, job security? Oh, because somewhere in our human brain, we created this formula and then expected for, for the world to just, you know, go ahead and receive that. Like, oh, I'm sorry, no economic trouble for you because you have high degree. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You say, who's, who, what family line are you from? Oh, okay, no diseases go that way because you guys are nice people. It's not an equation. I feel like expectations should just be a thing of, once you know what it is that you're supposed to do, you're just supposed to have this battery pack that's like, listen, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know how this is going to feel. But the mission is my feelings are never going to out, outweigh. I'm getting there because I can see it. No, because pregnancy is not it's not a small thing. It's not, oh, okay, baby shower and fun. That thing is uncomfortable. It comes with some it, some things that you just like, I don't like the way this smells. I don't like the way this looks. 
I don't like, I'm not, the way that you're feeling inwardly, the way that you feel about other people, you start getting irritated. That's why we came up with that old saying, when the baby comes out, be like, ooh, if the baby looks just like someone else, you're like, oh, you hated that person, didn't you? <laughs> because it, it just became this, we already know. It's like, we got this thing called pregnancy brain, where you, we already know you're getting ready to be forgetful. You're going to want to eat everything that makes no sense. Sour cream and pickle. Hmm. Okay. Give her what she want, please. We even came up with this thing that you can't deny a pregnant woman no food. You get a star on your eye. So it's, it wasn't a small task is what I'm saying. But what if you get behind the mission that God gave you, erase your expectation and said, whatever it takes, I'm going to see this to fruition. This is going to manifest. Feelings in the back pocket with it zipped up, lock and key. Here you go, God. You know what? You gave me something, and I'm going to see it through. At some point, Mary could have been the snap neck attitude having Joseph. We're not going another five seconds. Because I'm sure she had to use the bathroom all the time. Okay, great. I'm sure she was super duperly hungry. And yet the Bible so eloquently leaves out all the things she could have complained about. God bless her. Because we'll never know what her cravings were. We'll never know if she got an attitude with Joseph. We'll never know if he had thoughts of, you know what, I'm over it. She asked me to rub her foot one more time. But I can't say no because she's carrying the Savior of the world. So that's a lot of pressure to say no to a woman who's carrying somebody who's going to save your life, sir. It's a different kind of pressure, isn't it? And I lean back. So if there is ever anything in your life that you are looking at and you're saying, I did not expect it to be this way. I thought when I left the corporate world and I stepped out on faith and I built this ministry or I built this job or I built this company that it was just supposed to be things lining up lining up boom 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 and next thing you know Forbes 500 list and you know what finances may not even be your goal it may just be that that freedom for your schedule being accessible to your family members not having, feeling like you're running this rat race and this politic thing that the corporate world brings. Maybe that's what it is. But whatever it is, please, please, please do not be distracted because you did not expect something to be that way. You did not expect it to be that way. You would think, Savior, okay, palace, Okay, royalty, she needs to be super catered to. She needs to have the upper echelon of the grapes. She needs to have a certain dietary regime. She needs to, I mean, her skin needs to just be oozing with the oil so that it can break through the placenta walls and get into the uterine. I mean, seriously, if you think if anybody needs to be pampered, it should have been Mary. And I think God strategically shows us, listen to me. No, seriously, listen to me. When I give you something, I never said it was going to be easy. Your yes just tells me that I can trust you with the mission. You're not going to know everything. 
I cannot give you all the details. But when you give God your yes, you are saying, you can trust me with the mission and I trust you with the direction. Point blank period. And the sooner that we truly let that seep into our souls so that it can cut through the emotion and the rationale and everything else that's in the soul realm, we can finally get to a place of, okay, God, let's get it. We're reading about Paul and Silas and them doing great things from the Lord. How many times some boy's going to go to jail in the Bible? I mean, seriously, free Paul with it. Let me get a t-shirt with his name on it. You know what I'm saying? This man doing good stuff. And if I'm reading the Bible the way I'm reading the Bible, Paul, when he was Paul, Saul, his name changed 50 times, but <laughs> he was Saul and his name changed to Paul. Let me clear that up and be serious. But... I didn't read that he was going to jail when he was on the other side of the fence with them Pharisee and them boys. It didn't start getting harder for him once he started living and had said yes to the mission of God. Now, I don't want that to scare anyone when it comes to, ooh, so if it's better on this side, why would I want to go on the other side? Because there's no purpose that has long-lasting effects on the other side. There is something powerful. And I look at it like this. You're going to have opposition. You might as well have opposition when God behind your back. It's a different kind of who you messing with. When you under God's mission, yet everything around that thing got to submit. That's how that works. G's up, O.D., you heard me. Sorry, I get a little gangster when I'm talking about God because I just feel like, listen, you got to get to the point that you're like, I'm going to give you my yes and I'm going to see it through. That's why there's no room for lazy in the mission. There's no room for fear in the mission. There's no room for complaining and being bitter and just, you know, swaying to and fro, depending on how you feel today. You feel okay on Monday, but Wednesday, maybe not so much. And no, no, no. We need sturdy, stable, consistent, deliberate, intentional characteristics. Because you are going to need it. Don't keep telling yourself and feeding yourself the lie of, I thought it would have been different. I thought it would have been different. I'm sure Mary did too. But at this point in life, what we are going to do is just give our yes and see it through. Thank God that she didn't stress herself to the point of miscarriage. Thank God that she didn't say, you know what, I can't do this. I'm over it. And walk away or do something foolish. Thank God she saw it through. And someone is going to look back and say the same thing about you. You are going to be in the bloodline of somebody's 
great something. You're going to be the great grandma, the great grandpa, the great whomever. And let them look back and say, thank God you did not give up. You changed the course of this family's legacy because of your decision not to quit because you expected it to be something different. Let that minister and mean what it's supposed to mean because I think that there's a danger in how you expected a thing to go. I think there's an obstacle course aligned competing with the mission of God with the sole purpose of when will you quit. That's why when the heavens opened up and the dove came down and sent it on Jesus' shoulder, the Holy Spirit, and God said, this is my son, who I'm more pleased. In my head, he sounds like James O. Jones, but we'll leave it at that. That is why right after that, Jesus was led to the wilderness to be tempted. Because there is always an opposing mission to see. Can I get you to quit before you start? Can I get you to quit in the middle? Can I get you to quit? The sole purpose of the enemy is what can I put in front of you to make you quit now so that you'll never see the grand prize of later? How can I get you so tired and weary in the middle that you won't even see the promised land because I've exhausted you mentally, emotionally, physically because you thought it was going to be different? Don't let a thought steal from you what God built for you. Get inside of whatever God said and you give him your yes and you lift the weight that he told you you can do it. And I pray that everyone that hears this, hears this roaring inside of them, something that just generates this like, oh, let me at him. Let me loose. I'm ready. I want you to hit the ground running. And if you ever have even an inkling that you want to quit something that you originally gave God your yes to, I want you to remember this conversation right here. If you got to come back to it, you come back to it, but you better remember it. There isn't, you literally are on the plain field of life with one opposing side against you and the other side cheering. And no one can't physically come in the game and pull you to where they want you to, to go. They just each have to coach you to where, you're, where they want you to go. So you got one singing, quit. You should quit. That's why the cartoons, you always have the angel and then the devil on one shoulder because they cannot physically take you and say, put your hand there, put your foot there, walk, do this. They cannot tangibly move you, but they can try to coach you to where they want you to go. And the question really is, who are you giving your yes to and who are you giving your ear to? And sit right there. In that right there, because that was enough to just lead you the rest of the way. Go get them, touchdown. Expectation. Don't let it be the very thing that just fails the mission. You know exactly what you have to do. 
If you heard it once, you heard enough. And I pray that you see it through. God is going to do an incredible thing. He is going to do an incredible thing. Are you up for the challenge? I pray that you are. But, as my grandma says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. You know what, I'm going to just, I'm going to call you back later and see what see how that manifests in you because I feel like it planted something and I would love to just let you just sit soak in that and then let's talk about how that ministered to you because you know I like to hear like you know what after talking to you you know that makes me feel good because when I talk to you I'm being ministered to as well but all right all right, all right. again I ain't gonna hold you I'm going to call you back later. And you know what that means. (laughs) Later.